Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, but more importantly as well, Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. And for those of you that were with us the last hour, it's so great to have you back. Welcome to the show. Uh, I want to say hi to Mr. Benny. Hi, Mr. B. Hey, what's up? Thank you for keeping the fans going in here. Yep, it's what I try to do for you. And uh, they're uh, on the roof right now, actually. I just got an update there about 10 minutes ago. Uh, Yeah, I I felt it be a little cooler. No, that Was might I just mean my breeze coming and going. You know, that's just me. I think it's the breeze. The yeah. But it's actually quite <clears throat> comfortable in Well, sure here. it is for you. I Doing mean, a good but, job. You know, for me and the tech guy and uh, keeping all this equipment, you know, running efficiently. I know. I don't want to break down. So we, we would prefer it being a little cooler in here. But you, for now, it's working okay. So well, you're centered to the electromagnetic yeah, hub am, in I the am, room, I dude. Am. Yeah. I'm like the Homer Simpson of I the I know. I'm going to have to bring you in some... Uh, uh, Himalayan sea salt to put at your feet and just let it suck that stuff up. And while I'm sitting on my block of ice. For those who don't know, block of ice. for those who don't know, right, tune in, didn't right. tune in the beginning of last hour, this hour, we're still uh, dealing with a compressor issue for our HVAC system in the studio. So it's a, a balmy 80. <laughs> is it 80 in it's, here? It's 80. It's been oh my God, it feels 80. so comfortable for me. I well, love it. Well, this is actually not bad, but I mean, again, for a broadcast world, it's a little no too good. warm it's for no it. It's no good. Yeah. We're nervous. Is it the whole floor or just like just your this room? room? Well, these three room? rooms, the production room, okay. our ox room, and our main room. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm wondering if it's the guys that, you know, were no, over there. No, they're perfectly fine. Yeah, they would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mr. I'm changing the temperature guy that would come in all the time. Oh, and Steve. Adjust. Well, actually, he and uh, John uh, Nixon, the other production director, they've switched studios. So, actually, Nixon, oh. who's in the one that Steve was in. He actually likes it right now. Okay. So it's all worked out for everybody. Yeah. It's trying to get that right temperature in life. You know, should you have it on 71, Mm -hmm. Benny? Should it be 72? Some people think it should be 70. That's why I just leave my socks off. It's the regulator. It's the regulator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not having any hair on the head. And not having any hair. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really close to you. (laughs) I have a a little bit going on up here, (laughs) but I'm telling you, I'm going to have to get some Rogaine or something for myself up there. Hey, everybody, what a great show we have for all of you today. And I love this because, you know, this is part two. You know, we just talked with Deborah Green. And now, you know, we're we're talking with somebody that not only has been out in the world helping us understand what it means to listen, you know, listen from the heart, but how to create safe communication for all. And when I think about that, and I think about the book that he has written, and I'm talking about, you know, Steve Bayer, of course, but the book is Talking Stick, Peacemaking as a Spiritual Path, a Practice for Deeper Relationships, Personal Growth, and Connection to Nature. And I got introduced to the spiritual practice, and it is a spiritual practice, of using a talking stick in around 1997, I believe it was. 
And my introduction to the spiritual nature of this profoundly changed my life in many, many ways. And, you know, in my relationships, to use a talking stick in relationships between people that are partners or spouse or whatever, you, whatever that is, and even in business relationships, is a profoundly different way of operating. And I only wish that we could have a digital talking stick on conference calls. That would be so important for all of us. But I'm thrilled that I'm here, you know, talking with Steve. And Benny and I got to chat with him for a little bit. Because what we're talking about is how scared we really are of conflict and what we do about it. It's something bad. Do we avoid it? Why are we so plugged into fight or flight? But what if there was another way? What if we could move beyond conflict with, with a listening heart in a safe place for communication? That's what Steve's here to talk to us about. Well-known writer, speaker, shamanism and spirituality is something that he's talked about, he's presented, he's taught. But he is a community builder. He is a peacemaker. And he is somebody that believes in counsel and what counsel means. So whether you know him as a lecturer, whether you know him as somebody that has worked, uh, you know, in a criminal justice system, whether you know about his teaching, um, the one thing I will say, you will get to know him in the way he now reveals what it means to be a peacemaker and how do we can all be peacemakers at heart. Steve, great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. I, I wanted to start with a conversation to talk a little bit about you and your journey and, you know, your introduction to there being another way of being. That's the easiest way for me to, to put that question on the table. Um, you know, researcher that you are, but what was it about your life that, you know, got you to be at a place where you had to ask yourself, there's got to be another way of being here. Um, it's a good question because, you know, there was no particular revelatory moment. It mm -hmm. was a gradual process, I think, as it is for many people. Um, you know, we often think about life as, as being a, a fairly straight path from one place to another. And then for a long time, I thought about life as being kind of series of, of circles or a spiral where it comes back to the beginning place, but from a different angle. But now, I, as I look back on my own life, and I'm 73 years old, I, uh, I think of the, the metaphor of a rhizome, a network of roots that, that hold plants together, the, that, you know, a grassy area is just one plant, and they're all interconnected by this network of roots. And I think life is like that. Um, there's no one path. Everything is connected. And so I think it was a series of things. It was my interest in wilderness survival. It was my interest in the ways in which small groups of, uh, of people interact in the, uh, uh, in the wilderness. It was my interest in indigenous spirituality. It was my experiences as uh, a litigator um, that that led me slowly through a series of steps to developing my own ideas about how people can communicate and the meaning of sitting in, in circle together. Um, and so 
for a number of years, I, I developed these ideas. I taught courses at the Chicago State University on uh, peacemaking and on the uh, theory and practice of nonviolence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had circles with groups of all kinds in schools and institutions and businesses and churches and intentional communities, and gradually came up with a series of interconnected ideas that I finally wrote down in this book about what it means to be fully human in terms of uh, being in right relationship with each other, with the natural world, with trees, with rocks, with thunder, with stars, and being in right relationship with the spirits Mm. that, that filled the world and being in right relationship with ourselves, all boiled down to the same simple idea of speaking honestly from the heart and listening devoutly with the heart. Hmm. You know, in the book you use the term counsel, and many, many people may be familiar with what that means, and, you know, those of us that have gotten to participate, you know, in counsel, in, in circles, and so forth— you know, we have a sense of it, but I would love for you to share this because it really is a prominent uh, dialogue that you have in the book, you know, especially in the first part of the book. And I think it's you know, it's hard to talk about you know, talking stick without first talking about what counsel means and, 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 and how that inspires peace. I think it's very easy to explain. It's very simple. Uh, people sit in a circle. And a talking stick, some object, is passed around from one person to another. And the rule of the talking circle, the rule of counsel, the rule of the peace circle is very simple. Whoever holds the talking stick gets to speak, and everybody else listens. There are no challenges. There are no interruptions. Um, Everybody gets to speak his or her truth humility from the heart, and everyone else listens devoutly with their heart. And when the person who is holding the stick is finished, it gets passed on to the next person. And the effect is miraculous. Mm -hmm. I should add that the fact that it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Right. I was just going to (laughs) say. Because as you know, we've been systematically taught in our culture not to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's fascinating because I've, I've participated in various circles. And I remember one time, which was really fascinating to me, uh, it, because this was not something I was used to. And you and I talked about a woman that was my mentor and uh, uh, Sidonia Cahill. And in my opinion, she rewrote the book on circles. As a matter of fact, she did write a book on on ceremonial circles. Yes, as a matter of fact, I yeah. am walking over to my <laughs> uh, here, walking over to my bookshelf and uh-huh. pulling off the ceremonial circle by yeah. Sidonia Cahill and Joshua Halpern. Yes, right on my shelf. <laughs> wonderful book. Wonderful book. Yes, uh, and in working with her, uh, you know, I I got to understand. The difference between, between, you know, waiting and listening, right? 
right. listening as opposed to waiting to talk. Uh, I have heard Big it difference. Said, uh, well, I have heard it said that that when in our culture, when two people are talking to each other, the one who is not talking is not listening, but reloaded. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you're going to, this is a funny story, I think. I remember engaging uh, in a ceremonial circle uh, uh, back in Seattle when I came back. And, you know, the, the, the woman that was, was, was leading the circle, if there is such a thing, uh, had a timer. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought, wow, this is going to be a new experience. You know, we get to pass the, the, the talking stick, but the minute you get the stick, the timer. And that was very different <laughs> for me, Steve. It was very different than what I was accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to, to ask you, what are the greatest challenges that people have in understanding and appreciating, you know, the blessing of counsel and talking stick, as well as, you know, the spiritual path of this. Let's take a short break and let's pick up from there when we come back. Hey, everybody. Uh, Talking Stick is the name of the book. Peacemaking as a Spiritual Path. And if you don't think that this is something that you can use in your relationship right now, boy, I'm telling you, it's a powerful one. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic what if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets mysteries and magic of life Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Share Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Are you into it? For the month of April, take a picture in your Intuit apparel and post it on Facebook for all to see and receive a reading from Lynn Brown on your Facebook page of your prominent aura color and what it means for you. Make sure you tag Lynn Brown or the Are You Into It Facebook page with your photo so Lynn can find you. Visit IntuitApparel.com today and wear your intuition with pride. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Yeah, I, I mean, that you heard me. Uh, those of you that were listening to the show, I had a moment in the last hour there. Uh, got really exercised about a few things. And that's because, you know, there is a passion about uh, why I wake up every day and do what I do. And I was talking to my very special guest today, Steve Bear, about Talking Stick, which is his book. Uh, and what I learned when my first introduction, Steve, as I was saying to you, uh, to Talking Stick Council Ceremony, Ceremonial Circles, as you said, you went and pulled off a book uh, from your shelf. And that book was written by a woman that I got to work with, Sidonia Cahill. And in 1997-ish, I, get to, I got to go on this thing that we... We called a vision quest, and I knew nothing about it, and she told you nothing about it except what you were to bring and what you were not to bring. And off you went. You, you went to her home in Sebastopol, California, and then you drove for it had to be a good eight hours into this beautiful land and country and ended up in the very high desert of California. And I, in a 10-day period, I went on the adventure of my life. I was never the same after. I found the book, Steve, and you'll like this. I found the journal that I was able to keep and write in of that experience. But I want to ask you about this because it's not just about a talking stick. You know, the book might be called that. But there is something about what you're bringing to the surface around peacemaking that is so vital in the digital world we live in that my concern and maybe even fear is that we are going to lose the art of this form of communication. So I would love for you to talk about the effect and the power of how counsel and and talking stick has been able to come to the forefront, uh, even today, how we're remembering it, 
but how so underused it is in the world and the possibilities. And thank you for the work that you do, Steve. Well, thank you. I, I, um, I think what was key to my thinking, and, and I think is, is in many ways uh, special to the, to the ideas I put out in Talking Stick, is, is that um, peacemaking is not simply mechanics of sitting in a circle or beginning with a ceremony or passing a talking stick, which, which are special to council or talking circles. I think whenever you enter into council, and this can be with a group of people, this can be with your, your life partner, this could be with your children, this could be with a great moss-covered grandfather rock in the wilderness, but whenever you enter into a talking circle, you are entering into a sacred space and a sacred time. And what we have to remember about sacred space and sacred time is that you have to give yourself over to the process. You have to give yourself over to the idea that there is no hierarchy here. Every voice is the equal of every other voice. Nobody is in charge. You have to give up ego. You have to give up control. You have to give up your need to be right and to acknowledge that spirit is speaking through everyone who holds the stick, even if you can't hear it at the time. And that if you open your heart and you just listen devoutly to everyone, when the stick comes to you, if you open your heart, spirit may speak through you if you just get out of the way. So I think it's really important to know that sitting in a circle creates a sacred space Mm -hmm. within which people have the courage to speak honestly because they know they are being listened to. And by starting and ending with a ceremony, you create a sacred time that has no purpose. It has no agenda. It has no goal. It may be nice if you craft an agreement or you come to a conclusion, but that's irrelevant to the idea that by sitting together in sacred space and sacred time, by some miraculous feature of human nature, relationships deepen. And people become closer and hearts open. And that's what a talking circle is for, to open the heart. Yeah. And we, we were talking about the many, many uses and the many things that people, you know, should know about this. Uh, and I think it's important for us to, to you know, for, for many people uh, to talk about it. For example, in the book, you talk about dealing with the anger of others, right? Yes. I think that is a really important, uh, it's a really important concept. It's a really important idea. But it's also really important to understand this especially when you're trying to create peace between, let's just call them for the moment, opposing parties, Mm -hmm. right? You know, uh, you and I talked about, and I think you said this, what would happen if we used council circle uh, to bring together both the police force, right? People on the police force uh, and the people that are the survivors of victims of gun assault. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if we could bring that circle together? 
Well, and I, I really do believe you're on to something because, you know, I, I wondered myself the other night when I saw the, the mothers up there. I thought, wow, are we going to have the police force here? And I just thought, what an opportunity that didn't happen. But perhaps we didn't have, you know, I mean, they don't have your tool, right? Well, <laughs> they do. They just don't know it. Right. Because I think sitting in circle and passing a talking stick is something that is deeply and profoundly human. Yeah, it is. Um, wherever you're from, wherever your ancestors are, they sat in circle and passed the talking stick. So I think it's something, it's part of human nature to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think you're absolutely right. Now, yeah, of course, there will be anger. There will be shouting. There will be venting. But the whole idea is that anger comes from an unmet need. That's why you get angry. You're being deprived of something you think you need to live or you think you need to live. And what people need most of all in every situation of apparent conflict is to be heard. The police want to be heard. The mothers of victims of gun violence want to be heard. That, that the, the deepest need of somebody who has been harmed in any way is to tell that person's story. Yeah. And the deepest need we all have is to open ourselves to the pain of the other. Yeah. Now, that can take time. That can take effort. Things have to develop over time, but that doesn't mean you give up. Um, if, if peacemakers like, like the Mennonite peacemaker John Paul Lederach mm-hmm. go into, into places where there have been generations of bloody and brutal inter-ethnic conflict and start bringing people together, there's not a doubt in my mind that police and community can come together in exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just requires the will to sit down with an open heart and to use the tools that we have available in terms of sitting in circle, which subverts hierarchy of having opening and closing ceremonies, which, which yeah. announce that we are in sacred time, um, to pass the talking stick so that everybody gets a chance to speak. And the angriest or loudest or most aggressive people don't control the meeting. Yeah. I have to tell you, I knew I was going to interview you today. I knew we were going to be talking about this. But I want to discuss this when we come back from break. I was really struck by the roll call at the the, uh, convention. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you why I was struck by it. Because I remember thinking to myself, okay, uh, never, never really, I didn't really quite understand how it was going to go. A lot of discussion around Senator Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of conversation about that. A lot of talk, the media hype stuff. Mm-hmm. Protest, this, that. Uh, but I'll tell you, after reading your book, I was, oh my God, this is a council. This is a council, and the microphone is the talking stick. And I thought, I, I don't know if I'm stretching here. Maybe when we come back, you can talk about it. Because I went through and I read your book about harms. I read about revenge. You know, I went on and read. 
But I have to tell you what happened to me was I am from the state of Washington, right? Yeah. What happened? And so I'm thinking to myself here today, because I know what my state did in the primary, and I'm thinking, did I did we go to commercial break or did we stop at Vermont? <laughs> I, I, I was like, whoa, wait, you can't stop. That's like having a circle and having a talking stick go three quarters of the way around and saying, oopsie, we ran out of time. Let's take a short break. I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to recall. I I think it stopped there because I think Senator Sanders came on. uh, But I didn't think if I, I had to take another call and I came back and I was like, where was Washington State? So I don't think I, I maybe maybe our listeners can fill me in on this one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. But I was like, well, wait a minute, West Virginia. Did I hear West Virginia? Did I hear? Did Wisconsin go? Oopsie. Let's take a short break. I'll be right back. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Pat. The ancient Inca root vegetable maca is world-renowned for its wide array of health benefits. As a family-run company of true maca specialists, the maca team's mission is to provide you with fresh, organic, premium-quality maca powders at a fair price. Amazing. 
All of the products are always organically grown, fair traded, GMO free, fresh and potent. So don't take my word for it. Experience the life changing benefits of maca today. Visit themacateam.com. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show. Or visit lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. And as I said before, look it. I, I made a couple of statements before, and you guys are, are pinging me on it, and I want to give you an example. Uh, the statement that I made that when I said that within 12 hours we can put up an entire network as if the network looked like it has hundreds of hosts on it, and so thank you for your little ping on that. Yes, we do have an example, and we had two examples. We took one down. But, yeah, you can go look and go to liferenewalnetwork.com, liferenewalnetwork.com. That platform was set up in 12 hours, in case those of you that wanted to know more about how we did that. I'm not the technician behind uh, around this. But, uh, yeah, we do have that capability, and we're still not finished. The rest of you that wanted to know more about the network, transformationradio.fm, we'll give you a sneak preview on everything that's coming and then certainly TransformationTalkRadio.com and the Dr. Pat Show also gives you a sneak peek. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's what we love, how to get the message out there. But we are going to pay it forward. You know, this is not about creating a network with 10 channels or 20 channels or whatever it's going to be. It's about creating a technology that we can pass on to other radio networks, independent radio networks, and say, listen, This is what you can use. This is the technology you can have, and we want to share it with you. So that is really what this is about and how exciting it is for us. And right now we're in the middle of putting a fundraising campaign together to raise the rest of the funds uh, to finish our technology sooner. Today, uh, I'll tell you, without a talking stick approach to things, none of this would be happening right now for us. And I have to admit, I, uh, uh, in my own style, I need to really do more talking sticks. So Jessica is in Linda's probably listening and saying, my gosh, Pat, you actually have a talking stick home from the high desert. Why aren't you using it? So, S- Steve, uh, please, before we jump back into this conversation about counsel and conflict and anger and so forth, what is the best way for people to get a copy of your book? And how can they find out more about you? All right. Um the book is called Talking Stick, Peacemaking as a Spiritual Path. It's put out by the wonderful people at Inner Traditions, that's mm. uh, Bear and Company. And I have to add that uh, this is my fifth book, yeah. if I'm counting correctly. Yeah. And I have never been treated as well as these wonderful people have treated me with this book. Yeah, They've done great. a wonderful job. Yeah. Um, and it's available on um, Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's available both in uh, paperback, and uh, the people at Bear and Company did a beautiful job. It's a beautiful little book. Um, and you can get it 
on Kindle if you are possessed by a fever to 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 uh, to own this book and you have a Kindle app, uh, you can get it immediately if you're interested. So Amazon is is one place. Of course, you can always go to the publisher. And uh, if you are a fan of local bookstores, which I am, um, then you can ask your local bookstore to to order it. And uh, please, if you if Feel free to get in touch with me. There is a Talking Stick Facebook group page, and I would love to hear from people uh, who have read the book or are interested in the ideas in the book or want to find out more about the book. Uh, Please post something there, and I will be happy to talk with you about it. Thank you so much, Steve. Um, You know, this is a really important conversation for our time Um, And I shared before we went to break, you know, one of the concerns I have is that, you know, we're all in this digital texting world. We don't stop long enough to even think about, let me hold the talking stick before I even send that text, right? Let let alone that Facebook post. Um, And yet at the same time, I shared a very funny story. Well, I thought it was funny, where one of the circles that I had uh, uh, experienced after my vision quest Uh, the person that was uh, sort of uh, coordinating the circle, leading the circle, leading the council, um, had a timer. And uh, so you got the talking stick and the timer thing was set. And then when the time, the bing, then you pass the talking stick. And I shared with you that the end game in that was supposed to be like what you wrote in your book, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a possible outcome peace might be that is not what happened in that scenario and that really begs the question what does circles councils talking sticks what do we hope to achieve what do some of the people that have literally had this as part of their heritage what have they been able to do with it does how does it bring people together steve um, I think we have to reframe the question just a little bit. Go for it. Um, I don't think that a, a council circle has a goal. Yeah. The, the only purpose of a council circle is to sit in a sacred space and a sacred time with other persons. Now, a lot of the time, those are human persons, but they could be other than human persons. They could be trees, they could be plants, they could be rocks, they could be animals, they could be thunder, they could be the spirits with whom we share our universe. You can be in a council circle with yourself. You can be in a council circle with your best self. You can be in a council circuit with circle with with spirit, whatever you call spirit, the source, the creator, the one, spirit with a capital S, you can have a talking circle with spirit. Um, And so uh, the idea is simply to be in sacred time and space. You You are accomplishing something just by sitting in circle and passing the stick around. You are accomplishing something just by passing the stick around and somebody holds the stick to his or her heart and says, I am sad today. 
If you go in with an agenda, if you go in with a goal, if you go in with an idea of what you want to accomplish, then you are no longer in sacred time. And if the idea is to give up hierarchy, is to give up the idea that some people have voices that are more important than other people, then setting that timer is to create hierarchy. It's to subvert the sanctity of the time. Sometimes people take a while to open their hearts and tell their true stories. Sometimes people have to hold the stick in silence for a while. Sometimes people will talk around what they need to say. And we need to listen to all of that. All of that is the person's truth. The silence is the person's truth. The stumbling around trying to open his or her heart is that person's truth. And we have to listen to that. And you can't cut it off. And yes, you can get frustrated. And yes, you can want the person to get to the point. And yes, you want the person to start saying something. But every time you have that thought, what are you not doing? You're not listening. So it seems to me that the, the idea of the timer is exact. I wish I had, the, <laughs> I wish I had that as an example in the book. It's is a perfect example. People, there are lots of books about sitting in circles. And there are lots of organizations and, and churches and groups and camps and schools that say they are sitting in circles. But all they are doing is reproducing the same Mm -hmm. hierarchical structures that the circle is designed to escape from Mm -hmm. because they want to accomplish something. And if they don't accomplish it, they get frustrated. And you have to understand that what the circle is for is to sit in sacred space and sacred time with other persons, human or otherwise. Mm. And I think think there is a point that, that I'd like to make sure listeners carry away with them, and that's this. You don't need a physical talking stick. I talk in the book about carrying around with you an invisible talking stick. As a matter of fact, I think that what makes a peacemaker is the willingness to walk through life holding a talking stick. And you take this invisible talking stick, and you hand it to your taxi driver. You hand it to the checkout person at the supermarket. You hand it to your child or your life partner. You hand it to an old grandfather tree. And you listen to their stories. And then when they're done, you take it back and hold it to your heart and speak honestly from your heart. And what happens is absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. People open up in ways you would never expect. Relationships that have been based for years on arguing and shouting and yelling and stomping up the steps suddenly become real relationships. And I think that that is the power of the talking stick. That's the power of giving yourself over to the process. There is a wonderful Navajo word, honjo. I'm, I'm sure you know it. It's yeah, usually translated yeah. as justice or yeah, beauty. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love the word, by the way. Can you please say it again for our honjo. listeners? Yeah, go ahead. Um, if, um, if everything is in harmony, if the plants, the sacred plants are growing, if people and animals are in harmony, if people, if the people are in harmony with each other, 
that is beauty. And I'm sure you and your listeners know the, the Navajo prayer, may you walk with beauty before you, may you walk That's with right. beauty behind you. Yeah. The goal of the talking circle, the goal of counsel, is to walk in beauty. Handing your invisible talking stick to everyone you meet. That's the goal. When I think about what you've said, I am taken back to several points in time in my life, Steve. And we're going to skip break because this is way too important uh, to, to, to just not be able to talk with you about. This time goes by so quickly. Um, and I'm reading your book. Uh, one of the things you talk about in the book is the invisible talking stick. And I want to talk about this because many people may be listening and thinking, well, wait a minute, what do I do? How do I get a talking stick? Now, I have to tell you, I have a talk, I have several, I have talk, I have several talking sticks. One, of course, I made on my, both of them, actually, I made on my vision quest out in the desert, 10 days, just water, sacred circle. I mean, I've never, I'm a girl from the Bronx, Steve, you get it? <laughs> you understand how bizarre even me saying this to you is right here, right? Uh-huh. You know, my Plainfield High School reunion's coming up, and you think, what, what do you think when I start to talk about this to them? But, but when I think about it, and I think about how, you know, except for the days that we were totally alone, right, on our own sacred ground, mm-hmm. um, as we came back to be in circle, and my life was never, never the change after that. As a matter of fact, Steve, I was in the middle of getting this doctorate, and I was studying broken promises, and when I was done, I was supposed to be then getting this big corporate job. I could not do it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted you to talk about what I consider to be this ripple effect of living life this way. You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, this I is do. not just sitting in a circle once in a while, passing a stick around here. Well, this is, this is what the subtitle of the book is really all about. Peacemaking as a spiritual path. Because the way you describe it, I think this is exactly the essence of, of what the book is, is trying to be about, which is how do you live a sacred life? How do you make your life a, a spiritual adventure? How do you walk in beauty? Um, how, how, do you, um, how do you live a life of spirit? And I think one way is through the talking stick, the invisible talking stick, the spirit stick that you hand to everybody. Um, And there is a reward for this. I have several rewards. One is that you hear the most wonderful stories. There's an old Jewish saying, God loves stories, so he created people. Everybody you meet is filled with the most marvelous stories. And people, you don't listen to people because they're interesting. They're interesting because you listen to them. Everybody is filled with stories. And so one of your rewards for handing the talking stick to people that you meet, or to plants or animals or rocks or trees, is that you get to hear the most wonderful stories. 
the second reward you get for this is that, amazingly, fear diminishes. Fear goes away when you walk in beauty. Because when you get right down to it, what are we really afraid of? We are afraid of having people take away from us our position, our ego, our dominance, our control, our sense of being righter or better or more moral or more knowledgeable than other people. Everything that hierarchy gives us, we are afraid of being taken away. So what happens when we give that up voluntarily? There's nothing to fear anymore because nobody can take anything away from us. And I think when we think about peacemaking as a spiritual path, I think those are some of the the rewards that you get for giving up ego and carrying an invisible talking stick and and trying every day to walk in beauty. Hmm. I love that. I I, I mean... um... I went on, by the way, you know, in my life's journey uh, to work with young people in a coming-of-age program uh, in the Lakota traditions mm-hmm. and, uh, and got to understand the power of, I call it a prayer, uh, may you always walk in beauty, or oh, great spirit. Uh, and, uh, and there's something powerful that happens from, some, from these traditions that you did a beautiful job in the book really articulating because it's hard even for someone like me that has had the experience of it for example how that experience could alter alter the trajectory of my life which it did it's hard to explain that without again talking story and yet this world right now we so need to be able to talk story. At least I believe we do. Um, How have you been able to work with groups and communities and organizations as well as individuals to help them open the doorway to a path, perhaps let's call it less traveled? I'm trying. I'm trying to. <laughs> I am inarticulately attempting to formulate a response here. Um, it's very difficult in our hierarchical and punitive and transactional culture to try to make changes like that, and it requires a great act of, of will, uh, of selflessness. To, to for an institution of any kind to, to try to implement that because the the force of the the hierarchical and punitive and transactional values of our culture are so great and I have seen so many times people set up often under the rubric of restorative justice set up circles council that are simply like the timer the old hierarchical ways of controlling people under new labels. And it is so easy to slip back into that. Um, It is so easy to try to outsource this process to somebody else. There was one school here in Chicago where 
every year I would go for several years, and, and uh, everybody there would, um, you know, we'd, we'd do a two-day or a four-day workshop and work together trying to build the community and, and develop the, the tools that we could use. And finally, I guess it was the third or fourth year, they said, would you come in? And I said, no. I said, you know how to do this. You don't need me. I've been there before. You've got to do this yourself. You've got to commit to it and do it. Simply having me come in and sit in circle with you once a year is cosmetic only. It's not making fundamental changes in the way you run things. Right, exactly. And so I have, I, I think, and I say this in the book, and I don't think it's a council of despair. I think <laughs> it's a council of hope. Mm-hmm. Start small. Yeah. Start a little circle with some of your coworkers. Yep. Start with your family. Start with a few friends. Do it regularly. The example, the, 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 the example I give in the book is, suppose you want to write sonnets, and you're really committed to writing sonnets. The only way to learn how to write sonnets is to write lots of sonnets, and most of them are going to be pretty bad. But as you write more and more sonnets, and more and more of them are not very good, the day will come when you are inspired and you really need the sonnet form to say what you need to say, and the form is there for you, ready to hand. The same thing is true about council circles, I think. In a school or a business or a faith institution, whatever, you do it. And sometimes it's not particularly interesting, but you, you try to develop the sense of developing sacred space and sacred time. You try to learn how to speak honestly from your heart. You learn how to listen devoutly to spirit speaking through other people. And the day will come when you need that form, and it will be there for you. Wow. Thank you so very much for today, Steve. And I want to tell you this, believe it or not, that uh, the consulting job that I was on parallel to that experience at the Snohomish County PUD at the time, redesigning their processes, I literally used counsel and talking stick. Uh, And I had to do it gently and over time, but it can be done. Thank you, Steve. Thanks you so much for today. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys for all of you tuning us in, turning us on. Hey, another hour, TransformationTalkRadio.com. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.